Hey, this is Henry Phillips, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Cash Levy always seems to schedule gigs in Cincinnati right when a natural disaster strikes. I was here uh, for the uh, tornado, it actually hit my hotel. I kind of woke up in the middle of the night, kind of windy in my room. So I just went ahead and I closed the window and went back to bed. We'll talk to more to Cash in just a little bit, including the time he played during a blizzard in front of about a half a dozen people, and uh, we were actually at that show. Also, Mitt Romney's going to Skype in, a fangirl's going to update us on Never Shout Never's show in Chicago last weekend. But first, as always, fake news. <laughs> Fake news with me. U.S. Catholic leaders claiming religious liberty is under assault from the Obama administration are launching two weeks of non-stop nationwide teaching, preaching, and public events to press their cause. Government, they say, should not decide who is religious enough to be exempt from government mandates, particularly a requirement to provide free contraception insurance coverage that would force the faithful to violate church doctrine, which 95% of them do anyway. You thought Title IX, the federal legislation that prohibits sex discrimination in all educational programs that receive federal financial aid, was about sports, didn't you? I read this out of USA Today. Contrary to popular belief, athletics is not mentioned in the landmark legislation enacted 40 years ago this past Saturday. On Wednesday, a White House conference celebrated the gains women have made in 40 years. The number of college female athletes has increased from 30,000 to 190,000. The number of girls participating in high school sports has increased 1,000%. And the number of girls who can kick a guy's ass in most sports has increased by a full third. This is an interesting note, by the way. Seriously, on the academic side, women earn the majority of degrees at the associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral levels. How about that? It's like Bill Maher says, whenever guys get involved in anything, it just turns to crap. Toulouse-France, a gunman who had past psychiatric problems, took four people hostage this past Wednesday in a bank in Toulouse, claiming he was acting for religious reasons, then was captured in a police raid about six hours later, as authorities said. The hostages were released unharmed, and the hostage-taker was slightly injured. The French police were surprised that it took the gunman six hours to surrender. I can do surrender jokes because I'm French, even though they're lame. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange is beyond the grasp of British authorities as long as he is holed up in Ecuador's London embassy, the government said Wednesday. But he faces arrest if he steps outside. Police said Assange had violated the terms of his bail, which included an overnight curfew, and is now subject to arrest. The four-year-old Australian took refuge in the mission last Tuesday, saying he was seeking political asylum in Ecuador. On Wednesday, Assange was seen at the embassy gate saying, I'm in England. No, I'm in the embassy. No, I'm in England. No, I'm in the embassy. <laughs> See, he was jumping in and out because... The embassy is Ecuadorian soil, technically. The newsroom arrives this Sunday on HBO. It's a pie into hardworking journalists who speak truth to power. Jeff Daniels plays Will McAvoy, the anchor of a popular primetime cable newscast whose success is based on an unwillingness to offend. Of course, this is just another in a long line of shows about fictitious newsrooms, including Lou Grant, Murphy Brown, and Fox News. You saw that one coming, didn't you? Starbucks will continue to grow beyond its coffee roots, announcing plans to open a tea-only store under the Tazo brand. The 1,700-square-foot store set to open near the company's headquarters in Seattle's University Village this fall. Tea enthusiasts will be able to choose from 80 varieties of loose-leaf tea priced by the ounce. This resolves a question Starbucks has asked itself for years. Not everyone likes coffee. How can we overcharge them? 
Alec Baldwin got into a scuffle with a New York Daily News photographer this past week as he left a New York City courthouse after obtaining a marriage license. The actor then took to Twitter to defend himself. After the story broke, a lot of negative publicity erupted around Baldwin, who then offered to leave an apology on the photographer's voicemail. And that's been Fake News with me. Well, it was a pretty interesting week in the presidential campaign with the presumptive Republican nominee uh, going after the president and uh, Lord Lovem uh, talking about the uh, the gaffe that you know President Obama made about the private sector doing fine, even though they're making a lot of money. Uh, there's just as far as private sector job growth, it's kind of crappy. And of course, then there was the immigration thing. And uh, I'm sorry, I, I left my Skype open again. I'm sorry. Just just let me grab this real quick. Uh, hello. Uh, PF. Uh, Mitt Romney here. How are you? Oh, uh, good, Governor. Uh, how's the campaign going? Uh, couldn't be better, especially after the president made that huge gaffe saying the private sector is doing fine. Uh, well, yeah, job-wise, it has been kind of a, a tepid recovery in the past couple of months, but uh, isn't the private sector making, like, record profits and sitting on, like, record amounts of capital? Uh, well, yes, uh, but that's in spite of the president, P.F., not because of him. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, okay, if you say so, but um, why aren't businesses hiring then? It's all uncertainty, P.F. Uh, I don't get that. They're certainly making a lot of money. Uh, I'm certain about that. Ah, uh, yes, yes, they are. Uh, but the administration is strangling business with regulation. But there are less regulations now than under President Bush. Uh, excuse me, his predecessor. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks, P.F. Anyway, the administration has also implemented the idea of getting rid of a lot of redundant and outdated regulations. Election year theatrics, P.F., nothing more. Okay, so how will a Romney presidency be different? I mean, I've seen the ads, but for the benefit of those who haven't... Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, well, day one, I get rid of Obamacare. Okay, let me stop you there for a second. He pretty much ripped that off from you. It's exactly what you had in Massachusetts, isn't it? Yes, but it's called Obamacare. I'm going to replace it with Romneycare. Then everything will be just fine. I don't understand how that's going to be any different. I mean, it's your plan. Well, it'll start with an R, for one thing. Beyond that, I'm not going into details. Uh, what else are you going to do uh, on the first day of the uh, Romney presidency? Uh, day one, I will reverse the president's executive order allowing children of illegal immigrants to stay here for two years. Uh, won't that anger Latinos and, well, actually all immigrants, as a matter of fact, it applies to everybody. Well, I'm going to replace it with my own permanent plan, P.F. That will allow children of illegals to become citizens? Uh, well, no, I, I'm not going into details right now, P.F. Okay, okay, well, how about gun control? We'll reverse all of the administration's anti-gun policies. Yes, but all the president has done is allow guns on Amtrak trains, something his predecessor didn't do. Uh, Thank you. And allow guns in national parks, and you're going to reverse that? Uh, well, yes, Pia, but I will replace it with my own guns on trains and guns in park policy. I'll let people take guns wherever they want. I'm a hunter, P.F., and I respect guns and gun owners. Oh, you're a hunter, really? No, I'm full of... I'll be whatever you want me to be. Go ahead, try me. No, 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 I get it. So you're going to undo everything President Obama has done on day one. You betcha, P.F. Uh, what about the killing of Osama bin Laden? Yep. I'm going to posthumously baptize the former Al-Qaeda leader as a Mormon, bring him back from the planet Kolob, and have Ted Nugent shoot him in the face. Ted Nugent? Why, yes, he endorsed me, you know. How hip am I? Well, I must be off, P.F. <laughs>
Comedian Cash Levy is a hilarious stand-up comic who's just as comfortable playing in front of a huge theater full of folks as he is playing in front of, well, half a dozen people. We'll find out more about that in just a second. Right now, here is our interview with Cash Levy. Okay, joining us on PF's tape recorder, it's Cash Levy. Cash, how's it going? Good, good. I'm uh, great to be back in Cincinnati. Cool. I'm actually uh, coming in a little early as we speak. I'm uh, yes going to my cousin's going to my cousin's wedding, and then I'm gonna stick around and do some shows. All right, that worked out really well. Where about does your cousins live uh, exactly, or not exactly, but you know, just generally? What what part of the tri-state? You know, he's, he's pretty close to the uh, to the Go Bananas Club. Uh, oh, okay. Somewhere, yeah, he's somewhere in uh, in Sharonville. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's getting hitched. I'm going to uh, maybe make a speech tonight, tell people to come out to the show. There you go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, But I'm actually, I know Cincinnati pretty well. My dad is from Cincinnati. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So I have some extended family here, and uh, oh. I've always liked it. It's it's just about my favorite town in the Midwest. It's neck and neck with uh, Chicago. We love Chicago. We're big Chicago fans, and and our hometown of yeah. Cleveland, of course, which uh, we hear is going doing some wonderful things actually with the downtown and the uh, and now just start with the outlying suburbs. But uh, um, let me see. Last time we spoke, you were in town, and I'm trying to remember when this was. Uh, there was, for the benefit of those listening, there was a huge blizzard for I guess Cash's. I think it was the Friday night show, and it only ended up being about half a dozen people in the audience, and the the lovely gal who was featuring for you went next door to McLevy's to the bar next to Go Bananas and got some other people and said, come in and see a free comedy show, because uh, the storm hit right about 6 o'clock at night. And uh, But my wife said it was, it was the best comedy show she's ever seen. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good to hear. You know, I, a lot of natural disasters tend to happen while I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was here... Uh, for the uh, tornado, it actually hit my hotel. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, which uh, was kind of crazy. I kind of woke up in the middle of the night and uh, kind of windy in my room. Yeah. Uh, there was like a cow flying around <laughs> right outside my, my window. So I just went ahead and I closed the window and uh, I went back to bed. And that was my experience <laughs> with, uh, with uh, Twister. I think it was Twister 99. Yeah, I think, and, uh, yeah, they got those the right. Next morning, and, and some of the hotel had been ruined. Yeah, it uh, hit up really bad around the club up that way, on that side of town. Yeah, it actually hit the hotel. I woke up, and everyone had evacuated the hotel, uh, except for myself. <laughs> uh, I was the only one left <laughs> at the hotel. No one came up and woke me up. So that's the kind of a heavy sleeper I am. So we did a show that night. Another time I was in town, the cicadas, the first time I ever yeah. came to Cincinnati, the cicadas, the cicadas were out. There you go. Every 17 years. Folks in other parts of the country might know what we're talking about. It's another, there's one other part of the country that gets them real bad, too, and they're on a different cycle than us. But they're these little uh, cricket-like critters that every 17 years come out, and then they are everywhere, and then they go dormant again for another 17 years. Right. So, so Cash knows how to how to pick the times to come. Uh, I remember the one part of your show that always sticks with us to this day, and it's become a running gag. And I emailed you about this uh, the week after. Was uh, you were you know doing a little crowd work, asking people where they were from. There was this one group that's kind of reluctant to talk, 
And they were from an area of town called Mainville, which is about, I'd say, five or six miles north of where the club is, on the north e- northeast side of Cincinnati, for those wondering. And uh, so you were kind of asking them what they were there for, and they said they were, uh, it was a, a fishbowl party, and you responded very calmly. And, and my wife and I looked at each other, and we're like, fishbowl party? And I'm so naive, I'm thinking, oh, they must have just thrown stuff in a bowl and decided we'll go out to a comedy club or we'll go to a movie. So later, my wife's like, I don't think that's what that means. So of course, we Google it. And, oh my God, they're swingers! <laughs> So ever since then, whenever you hear any mention of Mainville, there's always some sort of swinging joke that follows it. So, <laughs> I like to get into the crowd and yeah. uh, sit, sail around a little bit. That's kind of my thing is, is, to, is to talk to the crowd. And uh, I feel kind of confined to the same jokes in the same order every night. So right, right. I like to mix it up and uh, get to know the crowd and make it as personal as possible. And each show is its own real entity. Uh, in terms of my the way I like to do stand up, so that makes it fun for me. So yeah, I don't remember that particular evening, but uh, I think after the show, maybe we should all uh, reconvene in the Mainville to the salon there. <laughs> there you go. I might be put a club there. It might be a better time. Let's see. After you left Cincinnati last time, I believe you went and did a couple theater shows in Oregon, and then uh, I don't know what you've been up to since. Well, we've got a lot going on. I'm, I'm uh, you know got this podcast cashing in with T.J. Miller. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's been on the show. Uh, it's on, yeah, it's on the Nerdist Network. And, okay. Uh, um, I hate to plug one podcast on another, but... Uh, oh, no, no, go for it. If you like this podcast, um, I don't know, people seem to really be, be, be enjoying it. Just, uh, the idea of the podcast is that I'm, uh, I, have my own, uh, I have my own podcast, and I just interview the same uh, person uh, every week, and that person is T.J. Miller, because <laughs> uh, I, I can't really get any other guests. Huh. Uh, and uh, TJ's an old friend of mine, and uh, I think you might know him from Cloverfield, Yogi Bear. Right, uh, right, yeah. League. You know, he's in the current, uh, um, couple current movies, he's in the Rock of Ages. And, yeah, you know. yeah. I well, mean, he's, you know, he's become quite a big star since we met, but uh, yes. we both like to improvise on stage, and so it's made the show, I think, really fun for people, because we just kind of play off each other, kind of a talk about life, philosophy, and these sorts of things, so uh, check it out if you get a chance. I've been doing that. been traveling around the country doing stand-up. I think since we last saw each other, I've had a a baby. Yes. Uh, My wife, uh, we got a little guy running around, which is kind of fun. And uh, I have one other kind of big thing that's happening, which I have not had any news on yet enough to announce, so I'm kind of waiting for the opportunity to announce something that's happening in my career that I'm really excited about, but I have to, oh, cool. All right. have to wait until it's official. Yeah. Well, well, we'll stay tuned then. All right. So, yeah, they just told me, uh, the, the, the bride's dad uh, told me I, I had to keep my speech clean tonight. Huh. So that kind of, you know, eliminates, uh, you know, pretty much everything I was going to do. So oh, you say <laughs> start from scratch. I, it's funny when you go to a wedding and you're a comedian, I think people kind of expect you to, do something inappropriate, like you uh, are not aware that this uh, fancy formal event is going on. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little oblivious. It generally works pretty clean anyway. So, yeah, uh, that's but, true, uh, yeah. They're a little, but I think they want to make sure I don't uh, do anything to ruin the wedding, which I'll, I'll try not to. Yeah. Uh, although it is fun to kind of make a scene everywhere you go, at least once. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then people, you know, will people be talking about it then? Yeah, yeah. My favorite, I like to, you know, I'm, when I'm at a party, and when I leave, I like to do something dramatic to so people <laughs> kind of whisper after you leave. 
Exactly. So I'll just stand up in the middle of a party and I'll just yell out, that's not how you spell parade. <laughs> and then I'll just leave and kind of knock some stuff over on the way out. And that generally gets people talking about it. I did that to the last party I was invited to about six years ago and uh, it went really well. Well, if, if all goes well, the DVD of this wedding might be a, a much sought after DVD. Could be on rooftops, right, uh, right, one of rooftops' right. best Absolutely. DVD. Yeah, with the, featuring uh, Cash's, Cash's wedding speech. Yeah, you know, maybe we should. We'll probably have to tape this tonight. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be special. I, I'm, I, I enjoy, uh, uh, you know, performing at any type of event, so it's going to be fine. But uh, it is funny. People come up at weddings and will tell you all these sort of off-color jokes. Even though you're off for the night, you kind of oh, yeah. have to hear a lot of different... Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of Kenny uh, Youngman so far at this wedding. So, <laughs> uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to look him up and see exactly who this guy is. Yeah. details of what he did. Yeah, the, the crowd might be skewing older, it sounds like. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the other thing we got going on this week is uh, one of my good friends is coming out to feature, uh, Matt Knudsen, and uh, he's He's a really funny guy. He's, uh, you know, he's been on, uh, he just did Conan O'Brien recently. He's, uh, he's also been on Craig Ferguson. Um, he's a, he's a super funny comedian. So I'm really looking forward to the shows next weekend. I think it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Highly recommended. Um, now, does the, the, this thing that's coming up possibly with your career, is this going to preclude you from doing, uh, uh, dates down the road that we can recommend to folks, or is there, do you still have some uh, touring left to do this year? Yeah, I'll, I'll still be touring. Okay. I, I just scheduled something. Uh, I'll still be touring, of course. It might just support the touring. I, I just actually booked something, some kind of a festival in Illinois called the Jubilee Festival or something. It's, it looks a little bit like Woodstock to me. Okay. Have you heard about this festival? No. And we're, uh, People are like, living in tents and uh, there's a lot of bands there. Hmm. We'll have to check that out. Juggalos concert. Gathering of the Juggalos. Hmm. I'm not sure what it's a celebration of, but uh, I think it's going to get pretty crazy. Huh. Could be a celebration of jugs. Crazy. I could, I could go. Yeah, yeah a lot, it might be just celebrating jugs. <laughs> it's not bad someone does that. It, it is, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely... Uh, uh, also, I've got a, I, I'm on Twitter now, you know, now that I'm doing this... Uh, this uh, uh, podcast I'm on Twitter at Cash Levy. I'm enjoying Twitter. Do you do Twitter? Yo, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I actually lost my cell phone the other day, and uh, I felt so out of sorts because I couldn't tweet. I just went into an elevator at the hotel and just whispered strange things to people. <laughs> that's the way. Uh, that's the way to do it. I just had a just had a sandwich. Can you can you tell the other people in the elevator? <laughs> So do you, uh, do you use that kind of as a, as a testing ground for jokes like some guys do? Or Yeah, I like to, you know, I try to, I try to make my tweets funny most of the time. Not all the time. I think sometimes they're kind of serious. Yeah. There's something going on. I'm just really getting used to it, you know. Um, I don't think I've really found my, my Twitter voice. But I'm liking it better than, than Facebook because it's sort of more, it's less people sending pictures of their kids and that kind yeah, of thing. It's yeah, yeah. Straight, straight chat, straight communication. Uh, it also doesn't seem quite as mean spirited. There's no like six different people commenting on a comment you made. That's tr- oh, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. You know. And uh, yeah, I can go so political Facebook on. Gets a little bit. Sometimes Facebook gets a little argumentative. You know it what do- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitter can, but it's a lot more difficult. Yeah, but Facebook makes it really easy to get uh, to get into arguments with people, which I've done, which I still continue to do. But 
I'm not a big technology guy, but uh, you know, I'm enjoying it. All righty, sir. So we'll have links to your podcast okay. and also to the uh, episode back when we had T.J. Miller on our show. Let me see. Uh, and anything else, you know, of course, to Cash's website and your Twitter feed and all that fun stuff. And uh, folks in Cincinnati can check uh, Cash out next week in town. The print part of this will be in City Beat regardless uh, on Wednesday, both online and in print, so you can get a copy at the club. Oh, and since you're in town, you should uh, check out City Beat this week. I, did, I have the big cover story on the comedy scene here in town. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, do you have any, any questions about that, anything uh, about the comedy scene? Because I've always liked it here. I've always thought that the crowds are really receptive, and you know, I've always looked forward to uh, coming back to Cincinnati. It's, it's, you know, well, the Midwest in general, I think, is the best place for stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, the, the town's got a good reputation, uh, you know, out among the uh, comedians, because, you know, we have the we have two good clubs. You know, it's, it's, the town's got a good sense of humor, and it's a, I think it's a broad sense of humor. A lot of different guys it can is, play here. I, the room itself, the, the Go Bananas room itself, has a low ceiling, and uh, it just kind of fits perfectly with what I like to do, and that's right. reach out, kind of talk to the crowd. And uh, it's, it's a very intimate room, and I, I think it's the kind of room that, that really facilitates good riffing. So I actually made uh, two of my first three CDs there. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, do that. In, in, the Go, in the Go Bananas room, yeah, it's a great place to tape. And the staff's really nice. Yep. I don't know. I've, I've always had a great time there. So I'm looking forward to reading that article. Awesome. All right, man. Well, um, uh, we'll try to come out to the show sometime next week. I'll be in touch at what night we'll be there because I know Patty will want to come again because uh, that was, she said she always talks about it. Who, when's that guy coming back? She never remembers names, but she's the guy we saw when, when the blizzard hit. <laughs> <laughs> the blizzard comedian. The blizzard Listen, comedian. If you come out, just be ready. If you do come out to the shows next weekend, just, just make sure you're ready for any type of natural disaster. That's true. That's true. Uh, could be, uh, we could have some What else you guys get? You storms. get blizzards. We get, th- we get, get? Th- this time of year, thunderstorms is probably... And we got the remnants of a tropical storm one year. Okay. It, it blew up yeah, the Mississippi River Valley. Cash. I'm hoping to get a tropical storm named after me at some point. Oh, there you go. Let's, let's shoot for that then. <laughs> All right, Cash. Well, good luck with the wedding. Good luck with the wedding speech. All right. Thanks All for right. having me, Pia. Appreciate no problem. it. No problem, dude. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Hey everybody, it's uh, Chris from Never Shot Never, and you're listening to PS Tape Recorder. Oh hey, it's Fangirl. Well, a few weekends ago I got the opportunity to Fangirl majorly over Never Shot Never, which was pretty amazing, but the crowd was mostly made up of fangirls like me, which made for a really interesting night. It started out with things like fake tattoo contests, winning skull candy stickers, and a lot of random boots set up around. But at the time that the actual concert started, there were people getting like crazy, like we were at some kind of metal show. We're at Never Shout Never. We're at a hippie druggy show. And there were people crowd surfing everywhere. Yet what the guys didn't realize was the entire four rows at the front were made up of girls. So they were trying to stage dive, but that's not going to work. Plus, the mall cops, they were even helping out, which was strange because, I mean, they're mall cops. They were a little bit scared at first, but, you know, Paul Bart would have been proud. They made it through. Um, 
Never shut never. He sounds beautiful on stage. He played the entire set shirtless, so um, hello, fangirl was happy. But, you know, anyways, he, at one point, he stops the song to say, you know what, I, I'm drug-free now. I'm all cleaned up. He had recently had a lot of drug history, but, you know, I forgave him for it because he's pretty. And he ended up saying, I'm drug-free now, except for marijuana. That's like saying... Oh, hey, I'm not racist, except for black people. But the entire rest of the concert was pretty good, except for the times that, you know, due to him doing marijuana, he would only do about one sentence of a song and then just stop. But, you know, other than that, it was an evening to fangirl over. He started meeting people, so of course, I mean, he's my baby, so I had to try and meet him. But, of course, he didn't come over to my side of the barricade, which made me want to cry, of course. Story of my life, never get to meet anybody, which is a total lie, because I met him and he kissed me on the cheek. So take that, rest of you teenage girls. And... <gasps> yeah okay so <laughs> thought of one more thing the set list for warp tour were announced there's only like five songs for each set list so that's a lot of fangirling i have to fit into a half an hour yet of course jack barricat decides oh hey i'm gonna wear a corset every day of warp tour there are, uh, this is like the fifth time i've seen a picture of him in a corset so it's gonna be pretty interesting to see a corseted jack barricat and i'm looking forward to it just saying um, a lot of the bands are doing meet and greets too. I saw that Austin Carlisle is doing meet and greets, so of course I'm gonna go up to him and Lizzie's gonna make me say that she can do Screamo. But she can, which is pretty cool. And I think that's it. Until next time, this is Okay, until next time, this is Fangirl. You can't tell, but I'm doing peace sign. <laughs> so just forget. And thanks to Fangirl for that special report. You can catch Cash Levy in Cincinnati June 28th through July 1st. Also, Vince Morris is in Cincinnati those same dates. He is also a hysterically funny comedian. He's going to be on the show next week, but I decided to run the Cash Levy interview this week because Cash has uh, some stuff coming up that's going to keep him busy for the rest of the year. He'll still be doing dates, but Vince is going to be touring more regularly, so I thought it was just better to run Cash first. But uh, Vince is very funny. You have four days to see both of them if you're in Cincinnati. And of course, uh, we will link to both of them on the PF radio.podbean.com page if you're listening to this any other way than besides iTunes. Oh, and by the way, you can go there and you can go back down to episode 7 if you want to go back and cherry pick. We've had uh, Mark Maron on, Jimmy Pardo, Jimmy Dore, so uh, some, some good interviews there. Kevin Smith, it was just all him, no stupid uh, fake news or me doing any hideous bits, so you might enjoy that one. Uh, let me see. Friend of the podcast, Jim Lugers, is in the semifinals of the Funniest Person in Cincinnati contest. Round two begins July 11th, so folks in Indianapolis, where Jim is from, and Cincinnati, where he is from originally, uh, would like to be aware of that, I'm sure. Coming up, uh, let me see, next week, like I said, Vince Morris is our guest. And then episodes 51 and 52 are going to be the PF's Tape Recorder Summer Music Festival. We're going to play the best songs that we've played over the past 50 episodes from a lot of our friends like uh, the Worthmores, the Kentucky Struts, Mike Travers, Andy Hawk, the Trainwreck Ending, Sophie Flynn, uh, just about everybody you can think of will at least have a song in there. Uh, as I said in the interview with Cash Levy, I have an article in City Beat. Uh, it is our local weekly paper here in Cincinnati. It's the big cover story, uh, Toot Toot. It's about the comedy scene here in Cincinnati, so if you're curious about what the comedy scene is like here, you can get more detail there. We will have a link to that as well. If you just go to citybeat.com, though, it should be on the front page until Tuesday. Uh, that is about it. As always, like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at pf 66 PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Coble. Follow him at Tiger Dactyl, spelled just like it sounds, on Twitter. PF Tape Recorder music was composed by John Veropoulos with a little help from me. Performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. And that is about all I have for this week, except to say so long and thanks for listening. (laughs) 